0: faithwire.com. Christian pastors in Cuba are among the hundreds who have turned up either detained or missing just days after massive protests against the communist dictatorship there in Cuba. Today's Wednesday, July 21st, 2021, and I want to welcome in all the regular listeners from the CBN News Daily Rundown. We've joined forces with them here. And we will be merging together every Wednesday. I'm Dan Andros, and we'll have that Cuba story and more on today's podcast, uh, the 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. And joining me, as always, today is Trey Goins-Phillips from Faithwire.com. Trey, what's going on?
1: Hey, Dan. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day everybody. Yes. CBN here at our Faithwire audience, 4 and 3 audience.
0: It's a good day. Yes, indeed. Beautiful day to be alive. And a quick look at what's coming up here on the podcast. Mary Claire urging Hollywood to depict more abortions on film. I'm not sure how that would work out out exactly. doesn't doesn't seem like that would be very pretty uh, or wanted in any way, shape, or form. So uh, the NBA uh, crowned a champion. Last night, Trey, I know you're a big, huge sports fan, Trey. Um, but Mon-
1: enormous sports fan. Enormous, fans.
0: yeah. But always great to see uh, stars praising God on the biggest stage. And that happened. Well, the details yeah. there. And Hasbro, yes, the toy company. Are they pushing CRT on kids? I mean, I'd say I'm surprised, Trey. But I mean, I pretty much, it's, it seems like it would be par for the course these days.
1: Well, I mean, you know, CRT has made its way into everything really more than CRT. I just want to say like the progressive, like secular nebulous worldview has kind of made its way into everything because I was, I walked into Petco the other day, yesterday, And uh, it's obviously we just got through June, which is pride month for the LGBT community. And I saw their clearance section right up front and they had uh, dog jackets and dog t-shirts that said love, love is love and Mm -hmm. rainbow. And I was thinking like, we have to put these things on our dogs now. Like our pets have to be pro LGBT, they don't even know, (laughs) (laughs) all they know is when is, when is it time to eat? Like, Why do we need to to be pushing all of this stuff literally into every corner of our society?
0: Right. To indoctrinate the dogs, it's like they're bored indoctrinating (laughs) everyone else. We got to indoctrinate the animals too. (laughs) All right, all right, let's uh let's start off with story number one here. And um, man, this is some tough stuff still happening in Cuba. The family of a pastor detained after nationwide protests across Cuba, they've been evicted from their home. Uh, Pastor Yerian Sierra Madrigal was detained alongside his colleague, uh, Yeremi Blanco Ramirez. And they've been in prison since uh, July 11th. And according to Christian Solidarity Worldwide, uh, the conditions in the prison are said to be poor. On top of this, uh, Pastor Sierra's wife, Claudia, and their young son have been forced to leave their home after threats uh, to their landlord. Um, CSW said the landlord was told by state security that his property would be confiscated if he continued to house the pastor's family. So they're shaking down these landlords and saying, hey, get them out of there. And so they were evicted on uh, July 18th. Now they're just taking shelter at a local church. So why are they getting cracked down on? Well, just the day before the eviction, uh, Claudia was, cri- had criticized the communist regime for detaining her husband. She said, my husband and our friend and her brother, Jeremy, are honorable Cuban citizens. they have detain- They have dedicated all their youth and lives to serve the church and to serve others. Family men, loving fathers, loving husbands with impeccable life testimony. They are not any kind of delinquent, not lowlifes. They're good men, men of God uh, who think differently, abhor communism, and who went out to express this just like any human being has the right to think and say what they feel. And so that got them in trouble and got them kind of locked up. Uh, And so according to CSW, other pastors are being held as well, including Lorenzo uh, Rosales Fajardo along with his 17-year-old son, who was traumatized by this experience. So, what what are the pastors being held for and these other Christians? These are the charges they've got hanging over their heads. It's unbelievable. Quote, disrespect, end quote, and public disorder. So, CSW's head of uh, advocacy, Annalise Stangle called for the immediate and unconditional release of these pastors and any family members being uh, held along with them. So, um, shouldn't be a left-right issue, Trey, here. But, you know, as we've seen, the left has been criticized for sort of defending communist Cuba, blaming America for the problems there, uh, while the right has been saying this is what leftists in America are pining for and they shouldn't be celebrating communism. And yeah. so, obviously, why does this story matter? Because, man, we need to be praying for the release of these Christian brothers and sisters living under oppression in Cuba like we could never dream of here. It's really, really sad stuff, just the the poverty that communism has brought to this country and um, just the lies and the propaganda that keep coming out of there. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. And I think... Like, we don't want this to be a political story, but unfortunately, like everything, it becomes yeah. a political story. And like uh, uh, yesterday, we had a story up on War. You can go check it out now about um, Laz Alonzo. He's an actor. He's mm-hmm. He was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. He's also in The Boys, which is a, an Amazon Prime series. Um, he basically just like slammed the Black Lives Matter Uh, Organization uh, for saying that well the reason that they're having all of this unrest is because you know the pandemic and because of the embargo uh, the embargo in the United States is inhumane and it's caused all of this suffering Uh, you know the embargo was put in place in 1962 and he said you think that it's taken until right now and just all of the sudden all you know Cubans are finally have decided after decades to be upset about the uh, about the embargo, he said this has nothing to do with the embargo. Uh, this is it's it's unethical, he said to even suggest that it's you know it's insensitive uh, and willfully ignorant was another another thing he said, uh, because these people are just crying out for freedom, and that should yeah. be our priority uh, in in the way that we advocate and certainly as Christians in the way that we pray for these Cubans, particularly for these pastors who are uh, in jail literally for no reason like you said dan mm. and uh, alonzo talked too about it's not just pastors but just everyday people yeah he said there are artists and rappers and uh, singers who have been protesting in there because they were prominent figures in their in their towns and their cities communities whatever the communist police the regime there uh, has has taken them and they've kind of essentially disappeared yeah uh, so it's happening to all kinds of demographics and as, as believers we need to to one be aware and to just be be prayerful because there are ministers and we've talked about this uh, on on here before there are Christians and ministers and pastors on the ground there who are just trying to meet the everyday needs of the people of Cuba uh, so just you know pray for them pray that they can be the hands and feet of Jesus because um, you know, I, without having experienced something like that, we can't, we just can't really understand what they're going through. But, but from the videos and pictures we've seen and testimonials, it's, they're going through a really, really tough time and we just need to be prayerful for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent.
1: So, all right, story number two. Uh, so the fashion magazine Marie Claire uh, recently published a piece pressuring the entertainment industry uh, to depict more parents having abortions because, quote, countless studies have highlighted the importance of representation in media. Uh, now, first of all, I'd have to say that I, I feel like the political side of abortion and all, just like all kinds of other issues like sexuality or critical race theory or whatever, like all of that's pretty already... Pushed pretty prominently right. by, by right. the entertainment industry and by media, but uh, <laughs> this writer says we just it ne- there needs to be more. So, um, although there was a steep increase in the number of abortions depicted in film from 2019 to 2020, uh, writer Danielle Campo Amor. still believes it's not enough because the storylines featured in movies and TV shows, she said, have, quote, done nothing to remedy the discrepancies between the fictional characters who have abortions and the real patients who seek out the services. So according to a study released in December of last year, uh, 31 shows featured characters who underwent abortions, uh, Those TV shows, and 12 movies showed the same. Uh, The Marie Claire writer argued that Hollywood should be showing fewer teenagers, though, undergoing abortions uh, and more parents who already have children making the choice to abort their unborn children because they, as she explained, are the most common abortion patients. She went on to write that it's important to depict parents having abortions because laws restricting the life ending procedures are harmful, not just to pregnant women, but, quote, also to the children they're already caring for. So what's the left saying? Well, this is the position on the left, more pro-abortion representation in the media, because as the writer said and others have said, it needs to be normalized even more than it already is. Uh, She also had some not so positive things to say about Christians who oppose abortion for moral reasons. This morning she tweeted, quote, Your relationship with your God means nothing when it comes to me making my own personal medical decisions. So telling me I'm going to quote burn in hell or face God's judgment or any variation of the aforementioned does nothing. If God is, if there is a God, she said, I believe that God loves abortion. Oh, so, yeah, clearly, as as believers, we would definitely take issue with, with <laughs> that su- suggestion. Uh, so, what's the right song? Well, conservatives and Christians hold an entirely different position, obviously, like I said. Uh, the press secretary for Senator Josh Hawley called the piece disturbing and shameful. She added that a human life is, quote, not any less valuable because of his or her parents' because his or her parents have less money, as she was referring to the writer's suggestion that abortion is good because more children can cause a parent to become impoverished. So why does it matter? Well as, as Christians, our priority shouldn't be political here. It should just be about protecting life at all stages, from conception to natural death. So if humans have innate value in the womb, like Scripture tells us they do, uh, then we need to fight to protect those babies' right to life. You know, part of that as believers is providing the resources we can to make that clear to the mother raising a child, or even giving up him or her for adoption, to convince them that that's a legitimate option. Right, It's coming alongside them and saying, you know, if you don't have the resources, we can help provide them to you. Like that's what the, a local body of believers is for. Uh, so to be pro-life, we need to be doing all of that stuff. And but just for for this writer to say in her tweet this morning that she believes if there is a god that god would be uh, for abortion it just shows the, the the big disconnect between like the the uh, the media and and journalism complex yeah. and i think the rest of the the rest of like society and certainly christian culture it is just so removed from any sort of christian or 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 even conservative worldview on these issues it, but it's 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 a sad statement.
0: Yeah. And um I mean and look and again in that statement uh, despite all the you know her trying to dismiss it all and then say God loves abortion um how about the fact that you are ending the life of your child, right? Yeah. Like how about just that? What what do you say about that? And so um that would be something that you'd want them to think about um and not just a threat of consequence but about what you're actually doing in in that action and um and the other thing i was thinking about as you were going through this story trey you know talking about how they want more abortions on the screen they're talking about the disconnect well how about less how about less sex on screen right like let's stop normalizing you know sex between young people i mean i think i just happened to catch flipping through the channels uh, american pie was on it's a famous movie from the 90s and there's a yeah. pretty graphic scene in that one. And I, and I was thinking about that because that I think I was in college when that movie came out, you know, and it's so desensitized to that type of content. It was just so normal. Then you, now as a parent years later, and I'm looking at that and I'm like, my goodness, those those kids are like high school kids, you know, yeah. and they're showing these explicit sort of scenes. And it's like you're normalizing that behavior and then shocked that there's teens going in for abortions, you know, and... Maybe just maybe if you stop the first action and kind of, I mean, how about more characters that make virginity cool, right? Like, and a, and a virtue yeah. uh, that's yeah. you know instead of just mocking someone for for not doing that, right? That's like very much the common narrative. And so, there's a lot of other things you could do rather than try to normalize abortion. It seems.
1: Yeah, and so much of the conversation, at least it it seems to me from the left, is. It's kind of like removed from reality because I think the reality is just too stark. Like it's too heavy and dark of a reality that you can't really make a winning argument then. But so many of these people are so used to parroting, like this Marie Claire writer, are so used to parroting that, you know, this is the talking point. This is our perspective, our worldview. Like she even said in her Twitter thread where where she mentioned God, she said that she had an abortion years ago Mm. and she now has two sons. And she said her abortion, looking back, easily is one of the best decisions she's ever made. And I think it's because we've, like, I I don't want to say that to condemn her, you know, you know, to to pile on against her. Uh, obviously I disagree with her. Um, but my point is, is just that we've, we've so removed this conversation from reality, because if you actually said it with the real language, like what's right. actually happening, like I ended my child's life, I killed my child and it's easily the best decision I ever made. <laughs> right. you, would, you wouldn't actually say that because no. you wouldn't actually believe that. Which is but why we they just, yeah we've so you know reworded everything and made it so abstract and we just call it reproductive health and women's rights and whatever so we don't actually have to deal intellectually with what is right. actually happening yep. uh, and that's you know if we want to actually have a conversation about it we need to be honest about what we're doing and ending a human life is what we're doing
0: yeah amen 100 percent. couldn't agree with that sentiment more um well stated so all right let's uh mm-hmm. Head into story number three. A little more of a positive note here. Uh, Milwaukee's yeah. uh, Milwaukee Bucks guard Drew Holiday gave all the glory to God after the Bucks defeated the mm. Phoenix Suns 105-96 uh, last night to win game six of the NBA Finals, giving them the championship. Uh, they won it 4-2 to over the Suns. First time the Bucks got the uh, championship trophy since uh, about 50 years ago. Uh, Holiday has been uh, outspoken about his faith during his college and pro career and how it's carried him through all the ups and downs. Um, obviously, he was excited after saying it was all worth it, all of it. He had 12 points, 11 assists, and four steals in the final. Um, I played basketball. Getting four steals is not easy, but he did it. Um, in, a, in a post-game interview, uh, he said... Um, after they advanced to the finals when they beat the Hawks, he had said, uh, God had blessed me and put me in a position to go in the finals. It's still sinking in. I'm trying to come down. Words can't describe it right now. Sports Spectrum, uh, which a great podcast, by the way, they interview a lot of athletes, talk about their faith, um, had reported that the 31-year-old guard always puts God first since since his playing days at UCLA. And he said, making Christ a priority is huge uh, because without him, I wouldn't be here. None of us would. Uh, and he also said uh, he said that in an interview with Rusty George, the lead pastor of Real Life Church in California. That's that's where he uh, uh, had said that during that interview. So why why does it matter? Well, it's always great to see you know players giving glory to God after these big moments on these big stages where so many people that that are you know looking up. You have kids looking up to these athletes, um, and so it's great to see that from them. Uh, personally, Trey, I like it better when they even better when they give glory to God after they lose, which has happened a few times. We pointed that out because I think, you know, when it, when you're winning and everything's great, I'm still glad, you know, you know, you think of those, uh, the lepers that get healed. And then only one comes back, you know, to thank, to thank Christ for that. And it's like, you still got to thank God for the great moments. Right. But I still, I still think it means even more when, you know, something's not going right and you still give um, glory to God. So, but that's just me. But uh, but also too just another note the the big three from Milwaukee Middleton and Giannis and um, uh, Andrew Holiday here they all have a are noted for their good guy reputation so uh, it's good to know at least one of those is crediting God for that attitude I will say Giannis who's the biggest star on the team he was the MVP he uh, I, you know I've seen some stories I have not heard him talk extensively about his faith but he did attend church and Sunday school and has kind of. He he said in some interviews, you know, some of the most important things is having faith. You know, give it to God. Very very small window into that, so it would be interesting to hear him elaborate on that. But it seems that he has a faith as well. Um, so good to see that. Good to see that on the big stage last night.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we don't need to like idolize athletes like no. Holiday or whoever, but I think it is worth highlighting, like how honestly bold it is for them to to be making these kinds of statements because I think sometimes in Christian circles, we forget just because, which this it should be this way, but we're, we're surrounded by like-minded people and yeah. we're, we're talking about making Christ a priority. Uh, but we need to recognize how counter-cultural that is mm-hmm. uh, for somebody to be saying that when they've got a prominent platform and prominent stage, because, you know, I've always heard that, like, the, you know, the gospel and Jesus in particular is just is fundamentally offensive to human beings because it says that I'm not in control, that I don't set the rules, that I don't chart my own destiny. I'm not in control of my future. Uh, so when he says that he wants to to make Christ a priority, uh, because without it, without him, uh, nothing would be here. He wouldn't be there. Uh, mm. You know, that's a that's a big statement like that. That that means something uh, because he's saying, you know, I, I'm not in control of where I am in life. Obviously, I need to do the next right thing all the time. But it's God who's who's charting the the future for me. He's ordering my steps. Um, So it's, it's definitely encouraging when I see somebody who has a big platform, who has money available at their fingertips, has all the resources you can imagine available to them. uh, And they're, they're using their stage and their platform to say, Hey, all of this is just temporary. Like I I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Christ. Uh, And that's, that's certainly worth celebrating.
0: Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. So,
1: all right, story number four. So a whistleblower who works for the toy manufacturer Hasbro said during a recent interview that the company's quote unquote mandatory critical race theory trainings teaches employees that even babies Harbor racist ideologies. <laughs> uh, so, uh, David Johnson, he is a packaging engineer contracted by the recruitment firm Harvey Nash uh, to work for Hasbro. He first raises the issue during an interview with Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. He said he decided to go public with his concerns because he, quote, opposes the indoctrination of children that they, referring to Hasbro, want to push, and he felt that more people needed to know about it, he said. So Johnson claimed that Hasbro has partnered with a group called The Conscious Kid to develop a required training to expose employees to the philosophies of CRT. So in the alleged training, the co-founder of The Conscious Kid said... Children as young as two are already using race to reason about people's behaviors. By three to six months, babies are beginning to notice and already express preference by race. And by age three, children are already starting to apply stereotypes. She said they also may use racist language at this age. Uh, Kate Ishi- Ishizuka Stevens. I'm sure I butchered that last name, but uh, she's the co-founder <laughs> of of the Conscious Kid. Uh, she reportedly went on to assert that by four years old, children are showing a strong and constant pro-white, anti-black bias. Quite an quite an assertion there. Um, so, uh, what's what, what's the left saying? So we've created this sort of binary. I think that's what the, what the issue is here with the left. We all acknowledge that yes, racism exists, injustices certainly exists as Christians, we know that if you know just a simple reading of scripture we can talk about if sin exists and we know that, that there's going to be injustices. Uh, but the left has kind of suggested that there's only a binary, like I said, we either A, fix it through critical race theory, or B, we just say we're okay with racism and want to even expand it and do nothing about it. Like it, it's it's as if that, that is CRT is the only way uh, or social justice is the only way that we can Uh, fix that problem. Uh, So as a result, CRT ends up being pushed by many on the left and embraced by more and more corporations like Hasbro and What's the Right saying, where conservatives have obviously raised concerns similar to Johnson's. So why does it matter? So Johnson said that if children are allowed to believe that racial segregation is a good thing, which is what CRT suggests by establishing an oppressed-oppressor dichotomy, he said that it won't lead the country anywhere good. He said, teaching children to judge others based upon race is not going to make a world with less racism. It's going to make a world with more racism. Uh, And I think that's why it matters, Dan. You know, as Christians, that should be our concern. We know each human being has innate value because not because of his or her sex or ethnicity or nationality, but because we're image bearers. Of God, right? So yeah. to, to see them in any other way, I think it's just to reduce their value to something that's entirely outside their control. Like I, you and I can't control the color of our skin any more than somebody can control, you know, the color of their hair, you right. know, whatever. So to reduce their, their whole value and their whole worth uh, to what color skin they have uh, is just, I, I can't a- agree with Johnson more. That's just going to create more racism to suggest that that's how we should live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, when they talk about kids in there and how the kids are predisposed to do this. I don't know. When I watch kids, I feel like it's it's the rest they of us care. that poison them with all this thinking. And no, they don't care. They don't care. They don't know any better. Um, and other than maybe occasionally innocently pointing out, you know, a difference because they look different, yeah. you know, either way one way or the other other than seeing that i mean there's no there's i've never seen the like a little little kid just have this harbor this ill will (laughs) towards someone because of that maybe if they stole their toy because that happens with my kids (laughs) i've seen that a million times like hey my toy what are you doing um but you know uh it's it's a bizarre way to look at things
1: and I have to say, I've thought back since all of the CRT stuff came up, and I've thought back to, like, when I was in elementary school, and my parents just never put a whole lot of emphasis on skin color or on uh, the sex of another person. And honestly, when they would ask me stuff, I can't – I I remember not having any idea what the color of the person's skin was. Like, I'd so say, what did they look like? Uh, they had brown hair. Like, it's like, right. okay, that's the majority of children. Right. Do you have anything, anything else? And I was like, I – I don't know. I guess, so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, we just, we're forcing this, this, uh, you know, this essentially racism into children's minds uh, when it's not there to begin with. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to have to deal with these things as they get older anyway. Let them keep some of that innocence and don't, don't try to teach them to be racist.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, teach them the opposite, uh, you know, that everybody has innate value. Like, you know, teach them what scripture says about people. Don't teach them what CRT says about
0: people. Yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, that is going to be a battle we have uh, to deal with because not yeah. everybody agrees with that uh, right now, and so it's causing a lot of friction. So uh, going to be a big story uh, as for the near future as far as we can see. So yeah. uh, we'll keep you posted on all that and more. And that's all the time we have for today. As always, for more news from a distinctly Christian perspective, head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for a daily visit. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Leave a rating on iTunes. God bless. We will see you all here next time.